Science Journal for Kids and Teens presents Where Did South American Wild Canids Come From? Adapted from the original peer-reviewed paper in the journal PNAS, published on August 15, 2022. Research conducted by Danielle Chavez, Ilan Grenau, Taylor Haynes, and others from the Department of Ecology and Evolutionary Biology at the University of California, Los Angeles, the Effie Arazi School of Computer Science at Reichman University in Israel, and the Committee on Evolutionary Biology at the University of Chicago, respectively. See the full list of authors and their affiliations in the accompanying PDF. Read by Miranda Wilson. Abstract. South America has the most diverse group of wild canids in the world. There are 10 different species. But where did they come from? And how did they become so diverse? Also, why are some species really different from the others? We took DNA from 18 canids and sequenced their genomes. We also downloaded the genomes of 13 other wild canids that were already sequenced. Using computer software, we then looked through their genes. We discovered that all 10 species evolved from a single ancestor that came from North America using the newly formed Panama Land Bridge around 3.5 million years ago. As the ancestors spread through South America, it evolved into different species. This only took 2 million years, a blink of an eye for evolution. We were also excited to find the genes responsible for some of the wild canids' unique adaptations. Introduction Did you know that a long time ago there was just one continent on Earth? Over time, it began to split, which formed the separate continents. This shift meant that North America and South America had no land connection for a period of time. Then, two tectonic plates under the ocean started to move toward each other. This formed the Panamanian Corridor, a strip of land that connects both continents. This was a big deal because it separated the Pacific and the Atlantic Oceans. It also allowed a lot of plants and animals to move between the continents. Today, there are 10 different species of wild canids in South America. This is more than anywhere else in the world. We believe they came from North America via the Panamanian Corridor. But there were a few things we still didn't know. For example, when did they arrive, and how many different species were there? Did they come through the east or west side of the Andes, or both? We also wanted to find out when and how they separated into 10 different species. Plus, two of those species have particularly unique adaptations. The bush dog only eats meat, so it has special teeth with a single sharp cusp to slice meat efficiently and strong short feet to catch prey. The maned wolf has really long feet that help it walk through tall grass, and fruit is a major part of its diet. So, how did they evolve to be so different from the other canids? The maned wolf, also called a fox on stilts, is the tallest wild canid. In the photo, you can see the canid has brown fur with black on the legs, muzzle, and the back of the neck. Methods 
To find out how the South American canids evolved, we looked into their DNA. We extracted DNA from 18 canids. We then sequenced their genomes. This allowed us to read all their genes. We also downloaded the previously sequenced genomes of 13 other canids from other parts of the world, including Europe, Africa, Asia, and Australia. Using computer software, we generated a phylogenetic tree. Like a family tree, it shows how the different species are related to each other. Another piece of software helped us identify which genes are responsible for the unique adaptations. We then used a geographical distribution model to work out how the canids had moved through the continent. Results. To our surprise, all 10 wild canid species evolved from a single ancestor population. They came from North America between 3.5 and 3.9 million years ago. The canids arrived east of the Andes and started spreading through the continent. Then, about 3.1 million years ago, new species began to appear. The maned wolf and the bush dog were the first to split off from the rest. And about 1 million years ago, six different species diverged. These species could easily interbreed and exchange genes. This enhanced adaptation because it allowed new mutations to pass from one species to another. We found out that today's 10 wild canid species form three genetic groups. One group consists of six fox-like canids of the genus Lycalopex. The second group contains the bush dog and the maned wolf. The third group consists of the crab-eating fox and the short-eared dog. We also looked at their genetic diversity. Most of the fox-like canids had a lot of genetic diversity across their DNA, but the Darwin's fox didn't. The bush dog, the short-eared dog, the maned wolf, and the Sushuran fox also had low genetic diversity. We analyzed a lot of the genes of the bush dog and the maned wolf. We found many mutations, including the genes responsible for the maned wolf's leg growth and food digestion. Here in figure one, you can see a phylogenetic tree of the 10 South American wild dog species that are present today. The nodes, where the lines meet, represent common ancestors and where they evolved. The lines represent the descendants. All ancestors before node 20 evolved on the east side of the Andes. This is seen by an orange square with an E in it. Those species that evolved on the west side of the Andes are represented by a purple square with a W, and those that evolved in the central Andes are represented by a black square with a C. On the right side of the image, there is a map of South America that represents the movement and evolution of canid species over time, first traveling south to the east of the Andes and then back north on the west side of the Andes. Looking at the phylogenetic tree, what does N24 in the tree represent? Discussion. The ancestor of all 10 wild canid species came to South America around 3.5 million years ago. Two million years later, there were 10 separate species. 
When we look at evolution timeframes, this is very quick. Rapid evolution happened because the canids didn't have any real competition there. Plus, there was a lot of food. At first, the canids were not very different genetically. This is because they could exchange genes more easily. But then they spread to different parts of the continent and started to change. They adapted to various environments and became more distinct. Genetic diversity can tell us about population sizes over time. It appears that species west of the Andes had smaller populations. This is especially true for Darwin's fox. The long parts of non-diverse DNA suggest inbreeding due to small populations. Species that settled east of the mountains had bigger populations. This is because they have a lot more area to cover. The bush dog and the maned wolf are very different. The bush dog has short legs and eats only meat, while the maned wolf has tall legs and can eat fruit. Yet they are the most closely related among the wild canid species. We found many mutations in their genomes. It turns out that the maned wolf has a mutation that allows them to digest sugars from fruit. There is also a mutation in the gene responsible for leg length. This is the reason behind their height difference. Perhaps they became so different to stop competing from each other for meat and adapt to different environments. Conclusion Unfortunately, Darwin's fox is an endangered species. Scientists are helping them with breeding programs. But there are many other endangered species throughout the world, and you can help protect them. Find out about endangered species in your area and learn how to protect their habitat. Animals need a safe place to eat, shelter, and raise their young. Volunteer at your local nature center or wildlife refuge. Don't waste water. And never use toxic chemicals or pesticides in your garden. Thank you for listening to this recording. Visit our website, sciencejournalforkids.org, for more free science teaching resources.